The deal is this. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, the red dropper and turn wheels and all this wheel. <laughs> tell you when I was a kid, the red dropper and turn wheels and all this wheel. Wheel, 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 wheel. They are pissed. Wheel, 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 wheel. They are pissed. Okay, by the time we finish this, you're all going to be practicing magicians. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I are going issue by issue through Grant Morrison's new X-Men run. We're currently in the middle. Xavier's mansion is being attacked by Shi'ar mm-hmm. space folk, and we're having a great time, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are. We're, we're having fun. The X-Men, not so much. No, no. I, I Just thinking about the, the quality of flu that they're having makes me sad in this. Yes, absolutely. Like with nano sentinels in your body and also space superheroes coming after you, then yeah, it's it's not a good situation mm-hmm. for anybody. Call in sick. <laughs> See, uh, call in sick, sure. Yeah. Uh how are you doing today, Jeremy? I'm well. I'm good. Uh things are good. Yeah, just in general having a great day. So. Living a relatively hydrated and fiber rich lifestyle? Um I mean, <laughs> seems seems like a real casual way to ask a very invasive question, but yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk about my dietary needs and and, and experiences uh, and outputs and outputs. Um, yeah, you got to You want to you want to have a quick type five on on some pooping? See how it's going? Uh, it's going pretty good for me, actually. Oh, word! That's I did not expect that. Usually, when it, when you talk about your poop, it's all bad. So yeah, well, it's, it's you know, no good. No news is good news. Um, the <laughs> are you saying you haven't pooped since Christmas? Is that what the? Because that's yeah. bad news. <laughs> poop is the one case where some news is is usually pretty good. Like you want some a little news is good. You want a good. Yeah. You want a good amount of news at least once a day. Is what I've heard. <laughs> like you, you want you want to have uh, have your news be. Uh, Firm, but not too firm mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Um, the uh, no, no, I'm actually like it's it going pretty good in that respect. I'm still been dealing with my stomach uh, garbage, but that aspect of stomach garbage, not so bad. Good deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, something I just noticed. Okay. The cover of this issue. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to me uh, Beak's arms during this? Yeah, I think his is is are his shoulders not his shoulders are his elbows double jointed as if they were birds? Like, is that part of his mutation? Like, as like, it's it's got to be right because otherwise this makes no sense. And like, because his arms his his arms are if you would shove your like if you were doing the Naruto run, Gary, do you need me to explain yeah. that or are you are you up to date? Oh, I know, I'm familiar with the okay. Naruto run, but also like, I know everything about Naruto. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah, who's he's his, got a headband? Who's who's his mom? John. Ex- Whoa, no. John the mom. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know anything about Naruto besides how to say Naruto because I got corrected one time. Um, yeah, his 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 arms are all bent to hell and back. So I'm presumably he's just double jointed. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the ultimate mutant. Um, yeah, and uh, as we last episode, um, basically it was a shit going bad episode. The, the Super Gardens Guardians came down. 
uh, fucked up the X-Men that are on Earth. However, Zorn and Cyclops escaped as the Space X-Men. That is where we're going to join you, where Leandra, still being controlled by Cassandra Nova, riding around in nude Xavier, um, is going around telling uh, the Empire to commit war. And it seems, you know, it's really kind of a, a, a minor detail that characters talk about, but again, the failing of the art in these issues. There's a big view screen where they're destroying a planet. Yeah. Uh, so we're supposed to just kind of, the idea is he's making them make moral atrocities as well because, you know, Cassandra Nova is, is sadistic. Um, but it's like, boy, the, the fact that they're going through and raising other planets we've never heard of that we never know anything about is pretty understated. Yeah. And it's, I was, I'm curious if it's ever dealt with, uh, later in this run, like we'll see the X-Men, um, do giving some sort of relief effort towards the Shi'ar. Um, yeah. but like, we don't ever talk about, as far as I know, like the Shi'ar don't like, do they go and rebuild their empire? And like, are people really cool with them again? <laughs> like, yeah, no dog. Like we, we put our ultimate trust in you and you were supposed to be infallible. And then you got taken over by a weird creature from earth and destroyed everything. Like you don't get to be the empress anymore. So one of the, as far as I know, so like the, the next major thing that happened with the Shi'ar after this, as far as I know, is the Ed Brubaker X-Men stuff that deals with Vulcan, which is a couple years later. Uh, that does deal with like Shi'ar politics and stuff, but I don't remember it, it being really about this. And the weird secret about that is like Ed Brubaker is a great comic writer. All of the stuff with Vulcan is the most boring shit that's ever happened to the X Men. Like there's this weird, you know, 2006 era X Men stuff that is surprisingly boring. Interesting. Uh, and I, I think, I mean, not everybody thinks so, but I think all the stuff with Vulcan, Vulcan, like the original like Deadly Genesis is a cool story. Yeah, uh, and all the stuff with Vulcan coming back from space and everything, I am not particularly into. I think the character's really boring. Oh, I have. Uh, speaking of uh, Deadly Genesis, reminded of this. I finished uh, House of X, Powers of X, or Ten oh, House of Ten, what, Powers of Ten, or whatever. I like. I so they had the entire thing, like all five hundred something pages on sale for ten bucks on Amazon. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm going. That seems like a, a no brainer to me, and I bought it to, and it tied into my Comicsology app or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was extremely inventive. I liked a lot of it. I feel like I need like a an idiot's guide to Hoxbox. To like, I need I need a YouTube lore. I need Vadi Vidya's version of, well, to tell me explain what the fuck happened, which I'm sure exists. Like, I'm not not yeah not not to be Mister uh, Mister Recommendation Guy, mm-hmm. uh, but Paul O'Brien, who's the guy who does uh, one half of the comic podcast I listen to, used to run the X Axis, which is a review site, has been doing annotations. Oh, interesting. Okay, of, uh, all those, which is probably exactly what you need. Yeah. Because it was, especially like we got to the end and I thought like that was the point where it was about to kick off. And then I was like, wait a minute, is there a volume two that I'm missing? What's happening here? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it just turned into like all of the alternate covers. Like that had 50 pages left in the thing. And I was like, surely there's going to like finish the story. So I feel like I missed a whole lot out of it. But yeah, it was a lot. It was, mm. a, it was a fun read. I can't believe I'm coming out of that and thinking to myself like, wow, that version of Moira is really fucking great. <laughs> like that's yeah. my, maybe my favorite part of the whole thing. So yeah. Yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, I've just, I, I'm not on Comixology. I'm on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. It's not on there yet. Sure, so. sure. Yeah. So, um, so the Empress yeah, is, is killing is everybody. Yeah. And uh, yeah. her, her like sage, her advisor is like not really just, is just now figuring out like all of this shit is broken. Like this, and something's deadly wrong with uh, Lalandra when G-Type shows up with the, the bad news that Cyclops got away and Cassandra Nova is extremely mad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so is Lalandra. Like, you reek of shame, perfect mm-hmm. knight. You know, and uh, she's telling uh, G-Type, like, destroy my sage, destroy my advisor. 
um, he's got the, the mind rot or whatever. Uh, and Cassandra Nova is starting to freak out. Cassandra Nova's like, you know, Charles, and she, it's really interesting. She says, uh, Charles's immune protectors. Yeah. Like the idea, you know, her conception is still, uh, in the womb and she considers the X-Men to be like white blood cells. Exactly. Yeah. You know, which is pretty interesting. Um, but, uh, they're, they're kind of going back and forth there. G type, uh, kills, Ara- uh, the, or hurts the sage cause he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, Zorn starts fucking up G type. This is where G types face starts melting. And we get some kind of shitty Igor Cordy action as Cyclops bust in and says, Hey, it's those pesky X-Men. Really like the, really like that line. Um, yeah. and then yeah. Cassandra Nova tells the laundry to kill herself. Um, yep. and it like tells her to do that. And also like the pass, the passing insult of like, Oh yeah, you were hopeless in bed. Like Cassandra Nova, were you Mm. yeah come on mm. like yeah do we really gross. need that <laughs> like did no, the x-men it, need more sexual assault stories everybody <laughs> do we not no i yeah no this is yeah i i bet you this would not this joke would not happen now it's it's it feels um, like a it's played for a laugh like it, and it definitely is one of those like writer things that i think that people do without realizing like oh like you just set up a whole implication there that's really shitty and, and sucky yeah. for anybody that's just enjoying this comic comic that also has had experience with sexual assault like that's just real shitty well, the, the idea, like, mind control is, you know, a sexual assault thing, like, sex under mind control. But it's, since it's so fictional, since there's no real mind control, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's hard, I think, for people to conceptualize. I think people categorize it into the, the safe fiction category as opposed to the, like, actually related to anything in the real world category. And they're they're wrong to do so. I'm not saying that's the correct way, but I think that's why you run into this shit. Yeah. You know, um, or the same thing with trickery, right? Like, that's why, like, the Revenge of the Nerds uh, thing where, where he kind of lingualists is the... Uh, the cheerleader and, and the cheerleader thinks it's her boyfriend and it's like oh yeah that's sex assault like that's horrible but it just it's played for as like fiction because it's like using a disguise he's dressed up as darth vader or whatever you know why would you so. let garth darth vader go down on you that's a, ter- uh, that's a terrible <laughs> idea yeah. it's probably not so bad at it you think he's actually probably horrible at it actually like i mean that, he the doesn't, and he was anakin fuck man he doesn't he seem like a whiny g- little <laughs> he doesn't seem like a giver you know what i'm saying <laughs> no no he's like i never really put it together but he's like unless your whole thing is being force choked like you are not going to enjoy sex with darth vader <laughs> like, um yeah that's uh yeah what a god darth vader what a, what a bird uh, i need to stop using that as an insult i just i, I keep seeing it in a meme and it's, it's just funny to me but i i need to stop because i i don't actually have any hatred in my heart for virgins it's great i'm not that guy but i also sure. i just keep seeing memes about it and it's infected my brain so i need to need to divest that of my vocabulary did i tell you um, I, I got tricked into liking youtube merch that way oh really yeah we walked no. out of the theater from seeing uh, star wars ironically um mm-hmm. and there was a there was a teen with his family and he was wearing a sweatshirt and autumn pointed it out and it said uh, the guy's sweatshirt in like a college state college font said virginity rocks and i was like mm-hmm. well that's really funny and i made a tweet something like the best part of star wars was this kid's sweatshirt and then um a friend of mine was like actually like i just did some research because i thought this was funny and it turns out it's some shitty youtube like merchandise and i was like oh jeez, oh, great cool never yeah. mind i'm just gonna delete all of these tweets and my brain cells so thank you appreciate that yeah Never, uh, you know, I don't like being tricked into liking things. <laughs> I don't like, like yeah. that. Especially YouTube yeah. merch. Get away from me. Yeah, please. YouTube merch. There's a fun, I was watching, uh, there's a YouTuber uh, who I like called Northern Lion. And he was, uh, he does a, a series where he's like, let's look at. And he just like plays an hour a game for a little bit. Just to check out and see what it is. And on the background, he's eating breakfast. And he's playing this uh, Massocore platformer uh, that was really annoying. 
where it was like a scientist who was taunting the protagonist who kept like having all these quips. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is a YouTuber. I guarantee this is a YouTuber. <laughs> they got a YouTuber for this voice. <laughs> and then uh, in the, the comments, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Ego Raptor. And it's so fucking annoying. Of course. Like, yeah, you know, and it, it was just very funny. Like the idea, like, oh, it's got that YouTuber stink. You know, God, Jesus, it's a real thing. Didn't, um, but anyway, so uh, anyway, let's get back to the comic. Yeah, or right. we could we could go down this rabbit hole all day <laughs> <laughs> for a little while, just complaining about YouTube. Um, the uh, so in addition to you know uh, talking about how Lalandra is hopeless in bed, she's he's piloting uh, or she's piloting Lalandra to kill herself. Like goodbye, I don't need you. And she's like goodbye, I want to die now. And she uh, jumps off a stairwell, and Zorn saves her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is you know makes sense. Uh, and then. Uh, Cassandra Nova starts trying to work, you know, his, uh, her self-esteem, uh, games on Cyclops. Yes. You know, uh, like, what if I send you to your black bug room forever? Would mm-hmm. you like that? And starts yeah. talking about like your wife, Jean, that she hates the weakness and timidity and restraint in you. And like, you can see thought bubbles starting to appear around Scott's head of like this self doubt and this, um, worry and this like guilt uh you know trapped frustrations the woman you love puts chains of expectation like all of this kind of stuff uh, but scott out loud isn't it isn't kind of isn't responding to this and doesn't seem to respond to it like it's almost like he's segmenting that off and it's just like oh wait now i kind of see how you work you're you don't have a body you're just pure emotional energy so okay yep. now we now we can now we can maybe figure this out yeah uh and and uh so the re- reason you know the 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 depression whammy wasn't working on him um, he decides, you know, she's, uh, she leaves. She's like, Hey, kill yourself. Time to do it. And, uh, he doesn't, he's just like, yeah, she's, she's wearing professor Xavier's body as like a shield. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't hurt him. Uh, Zorn says like, listen, Scott, you know, we've got Lalandra, but the space station is about to kill itself. We got to go. And then we cut to the outside where a big explosion happens. Yes. I love uh, the, I love the concept of a space station killing itself, by the way. Very oh, cool. totally. Like, yeah. and, and that being how Zorn conceives of it, mm-hmm. uh, is, is really fun. So we cut back over to uh, Xavier Mansion, where Angel and the Stepford Cuckoos are uh, enacting their resistance plan, which involves Angel stealing into what looks like Xavier's room, uh, t- Xavier's office or something, yeah. uh, to retrieve a specific sample that's labeled, I think it's, they say it here, right? That it's, it's a Cassandra Nova, Nova sample. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and this, the, you know, the, the relationship between the Cuckoos and Angel is great. You know, uh, they're, they're teasing her. She's like, oh, this is your 10th try. Uh, she gets in and she's like, yeah, first day I was here, I broke into this place looking for drugs, you know, and <laughs> just trying to like seem like a hard ass and uh, forgetting that she's talking to super psychics. Yeah. Five psychics like, are currently in your head. You shouldn't lie. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, they, they see right through her. Um, you know, we, we come back and instead of finding, uh, or she does find the sample. She's trying to find a Cassandra Nova sample, which we'll find out soon, but also finds Beak. This is where Beak is recovering. So I guess that's not Professor Xavier's office. I do not know where this is. Yeah, Seems like it'd be Beast Office. I don't know why. I the, thought that was underground. Yeah, if you look back on that first page, she she's going into the office, and then there's like a stairwell going oh, down. Yeah, there. God, the, it's so bad. It's so, like the blocking what, is so bad because I guess this is a part of the wall that opened as if it was a door, and there's like a there's also like a slime on this. I don't really know what's happening with this thing. This is weird. There is some slime hanging from the secret passage that we don't get to see get opened. Uh, (laughs) Horrible. Weird. Just horrible. Like, you know, we make fun of Cordy's faces. This is really the part that's the worst though. Yeah. Like sometimes I think we've talked about his blocking being good before. And sometimes it is, it is not good here. This is some of his worst work. Um, but yes, Um, she finds the sample and she also finds beak who is still, uh, in like a tub. (laughs) 
(laughs) recovery tub i don't understand like hank what are you doing why are you keeping this child naked in this tank he he was floating in the naked tank uh before when gene gray came and talked to him and found out that uh it was charles who who heard him so it was like i mean it's like a medical suspension tank as you know they they got the thing i'm guessing and maybe you know when he woke up he could hit the little nurse call sign but no one's answering it because of x-men emergencies yes Regardless of which, you know, I love I love Beacon these issues, like good dialogue in this, where he's like, I'm totally naked and self-conscious and crazy in the head. I deserve pants as a basic human right. Like, <laughs> you know, just a lot of full frontal male nudity in these issues. And uh, I love Angel's response. It's like, I'm setting this freak loose just for the hell of it. Like, let's just see what kind of trouble we can get into with this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the beginning of their relationship. So we all reunite on the resistance and um, like all of you, you're right. All of beats dialogue here is, is, is really, really great. Um, he's just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, I, you don't have anything to say that you don't have anything important to say. He's like, it's very important for me to process the trauma of my life. These last few days, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, Oh, you said there was an army. This is an army. that can go to war in, in one taxi cab, <laughs> you know? And then later that, you know, they talk about uh, the um, Cassandra Nova and how scary she is. And he's like, yeah, I bet she'd kill herself if she had to spend five minutes as me. Like, it's it's good teenage energy. Like, yeah. it feels authentic teen to me in a good way. So um, they, But he has an idea. Yeah, he has an idea, and uh, it involves the cuckoo basically um, taking over the uh, stuff, stuff and it, find it, making him release Emma Frost from the weird helmet. So Yep. Uh, which they do. They do. Emma Frost uh, loses the helmet uh, and the kids, it's pretty cool. Like the actual, you know, again, one of the themes of this is like the X-Men old ways are not the best ways. Like the kids know what's best. You know, mm-hmm. the kids are right, which is a Grant Morrison thing. The kids are the one who come up with this whole plan, um, you know, which is really clever, which we'll get to next issue. Yes. They show uh, Emma Frost, the uh, Cassandra Nova DNA capsule. And she's just like, I'm very proud of you. Very nice moment. Like, there. Yeah. We go uh, back um, over to Jean Grey, who's hiding with the humans and the super guardians or whatever the fuck they're called <laughs> in the mm-hmm. in the Xavier vault. Um, we get a brief refresher on uh, that. Oh, hey, like we're, you know, we're all super sick. Um, and Gladiator here confirms it. He has micro vision. He can see the, the, yeah. little, the little tiny helmeted sentinels in their in, in their bloodstream. Ten billion active machines in your bloodstream. Uh, yeah. Horrible. Um, yes. and during this, uh, you know, kind of something that, uh, again, we haven't, we knew from a couple issues ago, but we haven't had a check in a little bit is that Professor Xavier is on the clock, uh, living inside Cassandra Nova's body. Like the body is dying rapidly. Beast has been working on a way to fix her. Um, and it's a micro, it's a sentinel, micro sentinel inoculation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea being that like, and it uses this human technology, it's basically just like nonsense science speak. Um, but you know, he's, he's like, Hey, Professor Xavier's mind is in there. Let's fix Cassandra Nova's body. And Jean Grey is talking about how she can kind of see, you know, the, the 40 chess or whatever that Cassandra Nova has been planning. And she stops him. Yeah. You know, basically that's exactly what she wanted. She knew that she would, you know, she's playing so far in it head. She damaged her self-esteem because she knew that that would cause you to have something to prove because she can see right through you. She knows you and knows that you would spend days fixing this thing and trying to fix her body to save Charles. So when she comes back, she could jump right back in. Which is like devious as fuck, right? Like that's crazy yeah. because uh, in the very first issue of this uh, series of this run, we see Cassandra Nova like giving herself some, uh, an injection of something, which we later found out is are all of the horrible mind degenerative diseases. And now, like, however many issues later, is the serious payoff for like that, you know, trick within a trick, basically. Like that's mm-hmm. insane. Like the, the that kind it, of planning. Yeah. 
it's real good vill- villainy. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, Hank obviously like fights back on this a little bit, and he's like, "No, no, look, you were you were tearing yourself apart with your telepathy. I've seen you push yourself to the brink time and time again." And she's like, "No, no, you don't understand. I've been doing that not to fight Cassandra Nova, but to save Charles the Savior. Uh, and her plan yep. is basically to evacuate Charles's mind out of." Cassandra Nova's body and into her own mind, uh, which even yep. for Jean Grey seems excessive. Yeah, uh, pretty optimistic. Um, you know, but they decide not to save Cassandra Nova's body. Um, the Cassandra Nova lands on the roof, like they all feel it, and uh, Hank is taking everyone to the danger room to save them. And this is some good, good Hank stuff. Um, just understated sense of humor. Like if it's any consolation, she only kills mutants. You know. <laughs> and and yeah, like I, I like when he's shepherding people into that room. They're like, you know, there's some people, there's some people here that aren't going to stand idly by and just let these this woman kill children. And Hank is like, yeah, that's human. This is not a human problem. Like this is not anywhere yeah. close to. This is uh, only mutant laws are really going to be able to do us any good. And uh, at yeah. the end of this, he sees Trish, his his ex. Yep. Um, and she is pretty impressed by him, you know, like you've been really commanding, like you've shown a lot of leadership during this and she starts kind of trying to backpedal on the breakup, you know, like I overreacted, I'm sorry, I hurt you. Uh, and he basically rejects her, you know, I appreciate that. We had some time, you know, you remember all the great times listening to music, you dancing naked and falling in the shrubbery, but I'm not interested in a human relationship right now. In fact, I might be gay. Uh, later, this is something Scott is like, you're not gay, you know, like, what are you doing? And he's just like, you know, he's like, I may as well be like, he's fucking with her. Yeah. You know, like it took me a little while to understand this little bit, uh, but he's being ironic. Like he's doing this. And this is you know, probably pretty problematic to say you're gay to uh, to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. But that's what he's doing. He's he's it, it, in a way like this is as much as it's not uh, necessarily the most like correct thing uh, to, to do here. It is something that is understandable, like trying to hurt her back trying to hurt her back and also like uh i'm going through so many changes that i might as well be gay right like yeah, yeah. It, like it, it doesn't you know again it's part of the theming of this of like giving up these human constructs you know the idea that mutants are more different than they've ever actually been portrayed in this and have their own culture and have their own values and stuff you know they talk about mutant laws we're gonna get to an issue where they talk about like there's no word for monster in any mutant dictionary you know like it, this is the the part of the theming of grant morrison's thing what he was trying to do was like Take mutant and really, really double down on it as an identity uh, in this. And sometimes that butts up against some kind of problematic shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it is interesting because it feels like that is probably what would happen in the real world. Like there would be people assimilating mutant culture and mutant fashion. There would be mutant fashion because, of course, there would be like you have any group of people and you uh, they live in a different place. They, they, you know, collaborate with each other. They're treated in a specific way by society that leads to certain outcomes. You know, that are not necessarily just going to be standard. You know, it's the same way that there is any culture for, you know, there's culture for any kind of race or any kind of, uh, you know, minority. There would be in if this were real, there would be a culture for it. Sure. You know, and, and that's what he's kind of trying to get into. And I think the I think the bigger problem with a line like this is uh, the fact that there there was no gay representation in the X-Men at this time. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Or if there was, it was few or far between and extremely implied more than it made explicit. And. Because it was a couple of years after this that like Bobby Drake is revealed to be gay or is quite a few, yeah. Like actually, like almost like wait many years. Like, yeah, it's, it's like fifteen years. 
so, or something like that. Like this is North Star is carrying the entire. <laughs> yeah, and so like just seeing like this line in a throwaway context, especially as it's almost immediately retconned later, it's just it's kind of like a thumb into the eye of any LGBT person who likes the X Men. I would imagine like yeah, oh totally. Th- thanks for you know making me the analogy here. I really appreciate that. Yes. Right, like yeah, it kind of sucks. sucks. Like yeah. it sucks to weaponize real people's exactly. identity to make this mean joke. It sucks of Hank to do it. It is something. It was one of those things that like follows in the fiction but that doesn't necessarily mean like the fiction's also not real like someone wrote it yeah you know like hank mccoy is what we make him you know what graham morrison made him it's not like he really exists so it feels true but also he didn't have to be this way there are other you know it's a failure of imagination to say like this is the only way you could accomplish the same effect so and- it's 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 kind of shitty and it, it's, it's frustrating that x-men for what they were uh took so long to do really any lgbtq stuff you know, it kind of just like wasn't a thing uh, up until North Star, which was a huge, you know, PR thing, but is not a very well-developed character. He's a minor character of a minor book. Um, and and that was it for a very long time. It's know? just we talked about this when we had a casual conversation about the uh, Avengers Endgame of like they touted like, oh, we're going to have our first gay character. And it was, you know, an unnamed character for two or three seconds in the beginning of that movie. Yeah. And and, yep. and Marvel is doing the same thing now. They're like, oh, we're going to have a transgender role in and and future Mar and future MCU movies. And like, I I can't read that with any kind of excitement until you like give them a name and give them a movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, like yeah. I, I don't want to see like random trans person exploded on the, on the side or used to fuel some cishet dudes, you know, anger at fucking hydra yeah, yeah. hydra or whatever like i just don't yeah. trust marvel with any of this stuff especially when well, you know this is their history <clears throat> and with with that thing too it's interesting because they never they never actually said uh you know that it was going to be a trans character like that was this weird mistranslation of a press conference where somebody was talking about lgbtq characters and there's a character in the eternals movie uh, who is gay um and he was saying yes to that but then it got picked up on and turned into a Twitter moment about being a trans character, which was never the question or the answer, right? Like, if you actually watch the thing. So it's really frustrating because they're probably, like, again, I'm not trying to take Disney's side. Uh, they're going to get in tons of trouble for, like, backpedaling on that when that was never what they said they were going to do. And it's just, like, this weird, you know, coming around on this idea that, like, Twitter is a horrible way to disseminate information or anything, you know? And, that like, getting this kind of great fine, fine information about that stuff is horrible. Yeah. You know, and just it does not lead to very clear communication. Um, yeah, they were they were talking. They were referring to a gay character, not a trans character. So they're not that far along. But not saying that they shouldn't have a trans character. But that wasn't. You know, they're not backpedaling. They're just gotcha. making progress slower than they absolutely should. Um, and it was a whole big to do, especially for like a company that creates fictional worlds. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what I mean, yeah. like, you can create anything. Like, you have all of the rules and the power at your, at your disposal. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. There's there's no reason to to do this. It it is frustrating the way that like, you know, culture is slow. Yeah. With this shit, right? Like, it, it's stupid that Black Panther took that long. Yeah. 100%. You know, like yeah. it's just like it's cool, it's really good, but like, fuck, man. Like, what what century is this? Um, I also think it's crazy, just getting back to the book, is that Hank McCoy said he's going to install one of his favorite R-rated chill-out sequences. Yeah. Which is fireworks. Uh, if you look, it's just fireworks. Well, I mean, <laughs> you can't really see it, but some of the fireworks are shaped like nipples. So that's okay. instant yeah, little... yeah, that instant R-rated. Yeah, There's two of them that form two different fucks, so you have automatically yeah. moves you past PG-13. <laughs> they just form gamer words in the sky. <laughs> so this is... Also, this is like, R-rated sequence, like, if it's implying, like, sexy time, so, like, 
is it a basic instinct type thing? Are we talking about like Skinamax movies? Are we talking like, yeah. or just a Quentin Tarantino movie? Like, which one is it going to be? Like, I'm yeah, a, a super tense violent movie. Is it R rated? <laughs> like, you know, hereditary? Like, you know, oh, you chill out once you're in here. You know, <laughs> why is the um, one scene on the road on the highway on loop? I think, please get me yeah, out of this yeah, room. <laughs> like, we're all in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look away. Big theater seats, and then just like the row in front of you is the girl. Oh Jesus! The The simulation, (laughs) the simulation just puts it in front of me, no matter where I look. uh, Just imagining the hereditary theme park ride. That's like a VR ride, where you're all in the car in the back seat. (laughs) God, it's so queasy and horrible. Uh, so from there we go into the front lawn, uh, where the super guardians are uh, basically joining up, and they're going to uh, defend the Xavier Institute from uh, Cassandra Nova and specifically tells that Logan like, Oh yeah, I'm not going to need you. We're not going to need your help. Like I, I am more than capable of taking this, t- taking this to task. It won't be any problem. And um, Smasher is like, is damaged and as hurt as he is. Like I'm, I'm definitely have to fight. Star Colossus mm-hmm. is there. He still doesn't have any lines in case anybody still was standing, still standing. Yeah. Um, and then we go to Jean who uh, is with the help of Cerebro, uh, basically letting telling charles to like let go and die and she's going to catch him no catch his thoughts i love that die charles i'm going to catch you yeah super it's a great little little line and of course like phoenix flames start coming off of her when she does this because she's 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 channeling some phoenix stuff yep it's going to taking big power for that cut over um you know and uh gene gray is kind of this meld now it has professor xavier's brain inside her you know i understand it's time. You're all fine students. Like she's referring to them as students because she's got two minds in her brain at the same time. And that's horrible and scary. Her, all of her face holes are bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and she's basically saying Cassandra Nova is here. We cut over to up above where Cassandra Nova is just destroying the guardians. And that's the end of that issue. Yep. And, uh, that's the way we're going to stop this episode. And, um, if yep. you guys enjoyed it, you can check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash duck TV. Donate a couple of bucks helps us continue to do cool shows like this. Um, thank you. If you are already doing that and if you're not consider doing so, and if you can't, yeah. we, we completely understand. Maybe you can tell your friends about the shows. Um, I like a lot of shows on the network. I listen to everything. Guppy all the time. Every time it comes out, I'm glad. maybe you guys should can I tell check you a, that out. a piece of everything to Guppy trivia. Uh Oh, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But uh, Will's mom is in town, and we thought, oh no! Like Will texted me, he's like, "Hey, should we try to get her on the show?" And I, I, I had to. I was like, I seriously have to think about that. Yes. <laughs> like, and then he said she shot it down. Yeah. So uh, it, it took that. I was very relieved that it took the decision out of my hand because it might have been amazing, but I don't know that I could be like. I, I think I would turn into like, "Hey, Mrs. Hughes," like you know, just like very polite because it's an older woman and it's Will's mom. Sure. And I would not be able to uh, to be uninhibited. So it might end up being a weird set of episodes. Yeah. It's which would be good. I would, you know. But. It's the same reason I'd like, uh, I had a couple of like teenagers asked to get on Don't Give Up Skeleton a couple of times. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. like I would need to talk to your parents. Like I hate to be that uh, that dude, but like I'm not going to interview a 13 year old over the internet. Like totally. that, just, that without like oh. speaking to somebody that is in charge of you. Yeah. I, um, Chris's dad is into Supernatural. Like he, they used to watch it together and everything. And uh, so we've mm-hmm. we've joked a couple of times about getting. And his name is ironically Gary. Um, but mm. so we we talked about getting Gary on the show a couple of times. And Chris is like, yeah, but he doesn't like he still doesn't know who the characters are. Like it would just be a disaster. Like it wouldn't be as funny as anybody <laughs> thinks. <laughs> like okay, cool. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, yeah, I had a one, yeah. one, one of my friends. Uh, they, they, he has a, a son who's like five, and he's gotten really obsessed with the video game Inside, which is really weird, but he is. And uh, he called me, uh, you know, and they they had him call me, and he's like bad at the phone, and he had to call like four times, so I thought it was an emergency. Uh, and but he called me, you know, he's like, "Have you, you know, have you podcasted about Inside?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, like we did a check it out, comrade about it." And then you could hear his mom like, <sighs> and then he goes, "Gary." Is your podcast child friendly? Oh, and no, no. Like, <laughs> it's like nobody, but I'll come over to your house and talk to you about inside. We Why can, are they letting him play inside? inside? Jesus, dude. I'm yeah. I'm really so he he's obsessed with it. He's not playing it. They don't have it. But he went over to a family member's house and they were playing inside. And he's like going nuts for it. It's really fascinating to see. Like it's crazy. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's pretty. You know, it's not like it's Call of Duty or something, but pretty adult themes and inside. I, uh, mm-hmm. I follow a uh, Mario Maker streamer, um, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, someone in the chat will be like, "Hey, my 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 three year old daughter loves you. Like, would you mind shouting her out?" And he's he's like, you know, "Hey, Caitlin, your parents definitely shouldn't be letting you watch me because I say the word fuck a lot." <laughs> 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 it's definitely not a child safe stream, everybody. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yes. thanks everybody, and we will be back. Yep, see you in a couple of days. Good night.